Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com forward slash credit card. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts You're listening to Fox Sports Radio Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're having a fantastic Monday here. Brian Noah and Jeff Schwartz with you in for Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help get you there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, Free road hazard protection and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Random thought, Jeff. I've never actually in real life wished anybody a happy President's Day. I've never just like texted one of my buddies like, hey, man, happy President's Day. Never happened. I mean, why would you do that? I, yeah, I, I was just thinking because of the show, I was about to be, happy President's Day, everybody. I'm like, that's something I would never say in actual life. I you mean, know? So, <laughs> most people have off today, I think. I think so, yeah. My, my wife's in healthcare. She has to work, so she's going in today. Because I always ask her this. Like, I figured out the reason she works holidays is because people are off work today, so they can come into the clinic. So like they have to like she's so like they you know like she's open today, um, but yeah I, I don't yeah I don't think anyone like is ever like Happy President's Day I don't I don't that's the thing people say <laughs> so that's just not a common thing like do people right do we do people celebrate presidents like former like, I don't know like I don't know really no know, like, yeah I don't think so I, yeah there's got to be someone somewhere that goes all out like this is an actual holiday like let's remember insert your president of choice at the time you know what I mean. I'm sure someone does it. There might be a few people that go all out. I, I'm I'm curious, like why? Yeah, I'm curious, like who, who like actually came up with this idea to honor yeah. the presidents? I, it might just be to give people off a day off, though. As well, I think like, it just is. Like, we'll just give a, you know we'll give a three day weekend in February to people. Yeah, let's give you a day off over here. Yeah. I think that's all. I'm good is. with that. I'm good with that being the reason why. Yeah, yeah, that's good enough for me. All right, so let's go over to the NFL. Interesting story. Eric Bieniemy is now with the Washington Commanders. Yes. Now, he's with the Chiefs, as we all know, an assistant coach, and he leaves the Chiefs and signs a two-year deal with the Commanders to become the assistant head coach and the offensive coordinator. So technically, it's a promotion where he becomes 
the assistant head coach along with the offensive coordinator role. But the thing, Jeff, we know this, man. You go from the Chiefs offense, which is first across the board in many major categories, and you go to the Washington commander's offense, which is near dead last in a lot of important categories. And the thing that I dislike about this is if Washington isn't even average, if they're really bad offensively this season, by the way, they don't even have a quarterback. They've got Sam Howell, who was a rookie last season. If they're not any good, you know what the conversation is going to be. See, I told you, Eric Bieniemy. it was all Patrick Mahomes. He's nothing. Bye, bye, bye. You're going to hear all of that stuff, and it might not be true at all. He's taking over a yeah. terrible offense. Well, there's many things I don't like about this. Um, you know, this is not a promotion. It's to me, it's a, it's a demotion, right? You go from the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, two-time Super Bowl champions. Um, you know, you work with Pat Mahomes to working with the Commanders now, and Sam Howell supposedly is at least the quarterback for now. Look, um, does Eric Bieniemy call the plays in Kansas City? No. Does Eric Bieniemy help with the game plan? Of course he does, right? Because a, a good offensive coordinator, it's it's a collaboration, right? It's you know Eric Bieniemy has the, you know does this part of the offense. The offensive line coach, for those who don't know, the offensive line coach designs the run game in most offenses. That's their job. You know the wide receiver coach does this, right? The quarterback coach has third down, or Eric, you know or Eric Bieniemy has third down. Someone has the red zone is their primary focus all season. It's all done in collaboration with Andy Reid, and on Sundays. Andy Reid calls the plays, but he might ask, hey, 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 EB, what's your favorite play here, right? Or like, you know, offensive line coach, what's it's third and one. What should we run here, right? Like, it's a collaboration. And, but but being the primary play caller has never stopped the promotion of other coaches, right? So like the, the, we, that, that talking point of, well, that's why Eric Bannemi doesn't get the respect or doesn't get a head coaching job is BS to me, right? Because plenty of other coaches have gotten that, you know, that that opportunity. We know the NFL has a, minor, has a minority hiring problem right we yeah. acknowledge that correct brian we, we acknowledge yeah. that oh yeah yeah but this there's something here though beyond that and i don't know what it is with 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 eric Bieniemy. his he has a couple you know things that happened in his past in the early 90s he had a dui in early 2000 but like that you know that's that's a long time ago now right and like we, we've allowed players second chances right we've allowed other people in in the business second chances We've allowed other people in the business to ascend to, to certain roles that have had checkered passes. That's a long time ago, right? Like, I, I think we can acknowledge that he's changed since then. Or, and and I, I just don't – there's something else missing about why he's not a head coach. He interviewed 15 different teams, 16 different interviews. He interviewed twice with the Jets. And now he's going to take a, a, a commander's job as an OC to get the respect. Like, I, I don't like this at all. He should be a head coach. He's earned the right to be a head coach. And the thing that I, I'm waiting to see, like we we get leaks all the time about these things. What what is like the 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 reason, Eric Bieniemy? It's not you know he interviews poorly. Get out of here. Like what is the reason, man? Like why is there I, yeah. not? There's there's something. It's it's to me it's more than a poor system of hiring minorities in the NFL, right? Like to me it's beyond that. Maybe you disagree, but like there's something that missing here about why. He can't become a head coach. Yeah, I think there is something more. But it's tricky, right? Because if you play the game of what is it? Well, you said, well, you, you laid it out. Well, he didn't call the plays. Well, neither did Matt Nagy. He was the head coach neither of the Bears. Neither did Nate, Nate Hackett in Green Bay. Yeah, neither did Doug Peterson 
right? Doug Peterson became a head coach with the Eagles. So, uh, you know, it's – it's uh, well, not, not a head coach. He was an assistant with the Eagles, then became a head coach elsewhere. Um, I'm sorry. I'm screwing it up. He was the head coach of the Eagles. He was an assistant under Andy Reid. So yes. when he got his head gig, he wasn't a play caller either. Then you go back and you mentioned this. There was some things in the past at Colorado way back when in college. Is that it? Well, there was another guy, Chauncey Billups, who went to the same college, Colorado, who's now the head coach of the Blazers, right? And he was accused of rape, accused at one time. So it's probably not the checkered past, or at least there's an example of a guy that had some major questions that still got a head job. But the thing that, and I agree with you on this, Jeff, is it seems like more than just the color of his skin. But when you get to that conversation, a lot of people don't want to have it. I don't know if it's not sounding presidential enough, not sounding like what, I don't know what, what, what it what, is exactly. But oh, the conversation that, that, that's more than yeah, yeah. Well, I just don't. I don't anticipate an NFL front office saying this guy is legit. Look at all the success he's had. He's got success as a head coach written all over him. Ah, but he's black, so no thanks. I just don't think it's like that. And yeah, there's well, something yeah, else I mean, at play. What is it? I yeah, can't well, tell you that, for sure. I mean, that's obviously the simplest of you know of, of ways to describe that, that issue, right? I mean, it is it, correct. I'm with you on that um, because he's been interviewed a bunch. I, yeah, there there is there's something. And I, I, I and again, like we get leaks all the time about about. So, I mean, look, maybe we're all wrong. Maybe he's a terrible coach. <laughs> <laughs> and behind the scenes, um, he doesn't do anything. And it's all Andy Reid, and it's all Pat Mahomes, and it's all Matt Nagy last year, and it's all the players, and it's nothing to do with Eric Bieniemy. And obviously we'll find out this season to some degree whether that's true or not. And maybe we all have it wrong, and no one's been willing to talk about it. But I don't know. Andy Reid seems very, you know, praise, you know, a lot yeah. of praise. Patrick Mahomes gives him a lot of praise. The players go out of their way to praise Eric Bieniemy. Um, you know, I saw people say, well, if he was that good, the Chiefs would, would want to keep him. Andy Reid, guys, routinely fights for his coaches to get promotions. Like, he does this all the time. Look at his coaching tree. It's it's long. It's huge and very successful coaching tree, by the way. Like, he wants his coaches to 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 move up. He he wants coaches to get head coaching opportunities. So, like, of course, he's fighting for Eric Bieniemy to get a head coaching job. And I just think it stinks that EB has to go all the way back to, you know, basically backwards right. to Washington to be the OC. And by the way, Ron Rivera might not make it this season. And maybe, know you know, it. maybe there's an Eric Bannemi's banking on that and he has to be the head coach for six weeks or something. Um, maybe he's he's banking on a new ownership and some, some new direction with Washington. But, you know, if Washington with Sam Howell this year is like even average on offense, that would probably be pretty good. It so, would be. Yeah. I just I just don't I just don't like this at all. I don't um, either. It sucks that he's gotta go this path to prove himself. Like, right? Like there are a lot of coaches that have had opportunities not I, having to go this route. He wasn't even he wasn't even in the cycle this year for head coaching jobs. I know. It's like his I, I don't know. We've like been there, done that too much. Is it's not my attitude. It just seems to be the attitude around the NFL, where it's like he doesn't have the ooh. This is the we have like what's trending on Fox Sports Radio. It doesn't seem like Eric Bieniemy 
in future head coaching circles is trending anymore. You know what I mean? He's not the hot candidate of like, ooh, this might be the next guy. He's just not there anymore because we've been through this for a, a number of seasons now. Well, what's crazy is like, I've always thought, and I played with Eric Bannon was the coach, the running back coach when I was in Kansas City. He was there obviously when my brother was there. Like I've always felt that he'd be a great college coach. Like his energy and his passion, I think, would be very good at college. Obviously, it's a it's a recruiting heavy business, right? Like you have to recruit. You know, that's part of the job. And you know, Colorado just like never even considered him. <laughs> like for, yeah. for the, I, I I just I don't know, man. I don't I, either. I, it, yeah. It, and, and maybe it's a combination of everything that we said, right? That the, the, there's a broken process with minority, you know, hiring minority candidates in the NFL, um, which there certainly is. The Rooney Rule I, seems to not be doing what it was supposed to be doing. Um, and his checker passed and explaining that. But again, to your point, like there have been players, a quarterback in Cleveland got the highest amount of guaranteed money by millions and millions of dollars in NFL history after being accused by 30 women of yeah. sexual misconduct, right? It's like, we can't pretend that players and, um, and, and coaches have uh, not got second chances, right? In the NFL yeah. to get these big jobs. Um, players have been to prison and come back to the NFL. Players have been accused of other crimes and come back to the NFL. Coaches have gotten into, have had DUIs and come back to the NFL. Like I, I just, I can't imagine that's, that that is the is the is the is the reason why he can't get a job. I I, I don't know, man. I I've asked I've asked around too. I've tried to figure it out. I'm not an NFL insider, so I don't, I don't like I don't you know I don't I don't have sources. I have to ask the people that have the sources on that, um, and they don't have an answer either. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. You know as well as I do that because people have heard about this time and time and time again. Just this storyline. If he doesn't perform well in Washington, he's, the criticism is going to be so loud, and it's, it's going to be really unfair. Most of it, but, but it's, it's almost impossible. Like, think about it; it's almost impossible, right? Like you, you, you have, you know, you have, you have good running backs, right? You have good. You have Terry sure. McLaurin. Terry McLaurin um, is very. Your good offensive receiver. line is is okay. It's not. Gr- it's not horrible. It's functional, but it's about quarterback, right? Yeah. If Sam Howell's your quarterback, you're not likely to be very good. No. If you end up with if you draft a quarterback, sure, but then year one, typically, you're just trying to figure out, right? Like year one, um, there's not many free agent options. I mean, you getting are you getting Jimmy Garoppolo? Are you spending? Are you wait? Not wasting, but are you spending money doing that? You're not getting Derek Carr. Um, like, what's what's the option? Like, what are you doing? So, like, yeah. that's the thing is like you're kind of in a situation where you you it's not even like the best opportunity. I know it. And think about that, too. It's Ron Rivera who you described who this is a do or die season for him easily. And then we have everything that we just explained with Eric Bieniemy. what's writing on this. And with Ron, him. by the way, is an Andy Reid guy. That's an Andy Reid tree. Yeah, uh, there you Ron go. Andy Reid tree. And it could be writing mostly on the shoulders of Sam Howell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a fifth round rookie last season. And that, that could be your guy going forward for this pivotal 2023 season for both of those coaches. That's amazing. And and so, look, EB has got his two Super Bowls. Like he's obviously been a huge part of Kansas City. Um, and I wish him the best in Washington. I just I wish the process was easier for him and it was, um, you know, a, a, a better way 
for him to get a head coaching job than have to take the Washington Commanders offense coordinator job. I know it, man. I'll say real fast. It reminds me a little bit of Dennis Green. Remember the old Minnesota Vikings yeah. head coach? And he, um, you've probably seen, you know, America's game on NFL Network and they chronicle yes. a Super Bowl winning team season. They have a couple of times they've done the missing rings for a, a great team that didn't win the Super Bowl. And they did one on the 98 Vikings. Yep. It's yep. tremendous. But Dennis Green talked about on that show, he put out a book called Ghost Chasing. Or at least there was a, a chapter in his book entitled Ghost Chasing because he had all these NFL head coaching interviews and it would never happen. Just didn't happen, didn't happen, didn't happen. It felt like he was chasing ghosts, like he was never going to get this NFL head coaching opportunity. He finally did. But, dude, that was like in the 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you yeah. fast forward to the here and now and it feels awfully similar with Eric Bieniemy. It really does. Yeah. So I'm hopeful that he does really well and is able to get a head coaching job in, in a year or two and we move you know past this discussion and, and for his sake. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, still overpaying for a razor in this economy? Gross! With Dollar Shave Club, you get a top shelf shave at a regular shelf price. Dollar Shave Club is available at a store near you in the men's razor aisle. That's it. That's the ad. Coming up next, NFL teams are facing some tough questions. And a team at the top of the draft might be facing the toughest one. I'm Brian No. He's Jeff Schwartz. In for two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Polly Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. As you all know, we're the host of the number one rated show in all the sports talk, the Polly and Tony Fusco Show. Numero uno. Yeah, and we know why millions of people tune in every week. Yeah. They want to hear us talk sports, not our idiot guests who think they know more about sports than we do. Yeah, listen to these dummies. You don't know crap about sports. Nothing. Uh, you don't know nothing uh, about football. This is the worst thing Wait, I've ever seen. He's still on the line. Get off the show. Oh, off the show. You don't know basketball. If you want to hear how sports talk should be done, yeah. listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz here on Fox Sports Radio in for two pros and a cup of Joe. You know, the NFL draft isn't that far away here, Schwartz. We've got a I little know. more than two months to go. But, man, I just love the tough questions that these teams at the top of the draft are going to have to answer 
Where if you just take a couple of teams, look at the Bears. The Bears are ask, asking themselves, are we committed to Justin Fields or do we like another quarterback more? Because we, we got the number one overall pick. We can take whoever we want. The Texans are asking themselves, hey, do we want a quarterback? We're picking number two. We could have one of the top guys. Or do we just sort of defer to the second half, if you will, and not pick a quarterback this year? And target a guy next year when there's Caleb Williams and Drake May coming out in the 2024 draft. And then the Colts. I love the Colts, too, because they've had all these veteran quarterbacks that haven't panned out. they got to go for a rookie here. But they're picking number four overall. If they don't move up, they might not get the guy that they really want. So do they like someone enough? Who's their quarterback? Then what's it going to take for them to get him? Those are some tough questions for these teams at the top of the draft. Absolutely. These are obviously defining, you know, franchise defining questions, right? Um, You know, a lot of it depends on where you see these quarterbacks. Um, You know, Bryce Young, um, you know, Todd McShay called him a smaller Patrick Mahomes. Okay, well, I'm I'm a smaller Larry Allen. I mean, like, what 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 does that even mean? (laughs) Like, smaller Patrick Mahomes. they're not all. They're not all the same quarterback. It's unfair. I hate draft comp season. It's unfair to, yeah. to to Bryce Young to be to be the next Patrick Mahomes. Um, but obviously, he's the most ready quarterback, right, uh, to play now. The size though is a real concern. Like I, I know that yeah. that people um, like to disregard things like that, right? Um, but the list of quarterbacks drafted and succeeding. And his size is zero. Zero. Yeah. The answer is zero, right? Under six feet tall, under 200 pounds. Now, he might weigh 203 at the combine, but he's under 200 pounds, right? Zero. And the reason that we have draft comps, right, the reason we have those is because the historical data is pretty good on those, right? Like, for example, if you know, the reason we measure 10s, 20s, and 40-yard dashes is is because a lot of times, you know, a lot of the better players, they have good 10-yard splits. They're very explosive off the line of scrimmage, right? They have, you know, a lot of the top-end players have good 40 times because they're pretty fast, right? Like, the, you have this these da- the data over the years that says, like, if you're this big and you run this fast, you run this shuttle and this 40 time and this 10 time and this vertical, that you're going to be in this in this um, area of, of kind of, a player that can develop into an elite player. There's there's someone on, on social media, I should probably get the name for you, that does this raw athletic score, this RAS, R-A-S, okay? And every combine year, every year, he puts out a score for each player, right, at the combine. And you can see the grouping of players each year because he goes back and kind of comps each player to where someone, and you're like, oh, yeah, weird. One of the best wide receivers of all time got a high RAS score. Like, you know, like so it matters, right? These comp stuff matters. And, of course, they're mold breakers. Okay, I'll use my brother for example. My brother played nine years in the NFL. He was a four-time all-pro right tackle. He had a terrible combine, okay? He had a low athletic score. He's an outlier, okay? Like, there are not a lot of guys like that that have kind of bad athletic scores that don't test well the combine that end up being really Orlando Brown, the Chiefs left tackle, another guy, right? Bad combine, good football player. Not, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. So for Bryce Young, right? The the athletic comp is real. He is a smaller quarterback. He is going to be chased by big physical defensive linemen. They're gonna fall on him, okay? Yeah. Can he withstand 
that physicality over a season. Like, there's a reason that these quarterbacks are, you know, they're kind of like they're big, like they're strong, they're sturdy because it's you get hit, you get hit hard in the NFL, even now when you can't touch the quarterbacks, you still get hit hard. And so I think that's a legitimate concern about his size. Um, people think it's not. I get it. Again, most ready quarterback, really good football player, not disagreeing with, 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 with any of that. But again, you're taking a pretty big risk on having no historical comp for his size and weight succeeding in the NFL. Yeah, and that's the thing, man, is if you look, I, I would look at the the positive side. What's the positive side for Bryce Young? Well, he's a really good player. And you have you can't apply the same thing about him at Alabama that you could other quarterbacks. Take Tua Tungavailoa, for instance. Tua's throwing to multiple first-round draft picks. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that's not Bryce Young this past season, and he th- still threw 32 touchdown passes, five picks. That's pretty special, but I'm totally with you. And I don't understand why I get so much pushback about this size thing, where if you look at, I'm a Dolphins fan, Tua Tungavailoa, it's a legitimate comparison. There's just less margin for error when you're an undersized guy and you're taking hits. It doesn't mean that Bryce Young is going to have the exact same concussion issues that Tua has, but look at some of the hits that Tua took and how his body just couldn't withstand it. Like, if Josh Allen is taking those same hits, he probably pops right back up. If Justin Herbert is taking those hits, probably pops right back up. I don't know that Bryce Young is going to be popping right back up time and time again in the NFL when he's taking hits, and he weighs around 185, 190. Yeah. You just don't have that margin for error to withstand that type of punishment. Well, we we, we have talked about this, right, where, like, with with the Tua situation where he just – he doesn't like know how to fall sometimes right. as well. Yeah, it's true. As he, yeah, as he should, um, because a lot of those times, like the hits that he's been concussed on, aren't vicious hits. Right, he's just getting like tripped and falling and hitting his head on the ground, and that's like a strength thing, right? Like that's like a you know a body control issue. Um, and, and some of it's just getting rid of the ball. I think a lot yeah, of these too. times, like Tua can move, Bryce Young certainly can move, and I think sometimes we only consider, well, if they're running the ball, if they just slide, they'll be okay. It's like, not necessarily, you could be in the pocket and just hold on to the ball a little too long, it, and you'd it, not be able to withstand that punishment. It happens. It, it's worth noting that a lot of these quote-unquote running quarterbacks get hurt in the pocket. Don't get yeah. hurt a lot running the ball. They get hurt in the pocket trying to hold the ball too long. That's why, you know, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, these less mobile guys, man, they never got hurt. They threw the ball. Like, I'm getting rid of the ball. I'm not, I'm not holding the ball. I'm not trying to make, you know, I'm not trying to make a special play. I'm trying to make the play to get the ball out, right? Um, so that's my concern with with with, with Bryce Young. Where Justin Fields sticking with the Bears, like I, I think the Bears owe it to themselves. To, to give him an opportunity to be the guy, like give him some more weapons, improve the offensive line and give an opportunity to be really good. He has a physical skill set to do so. We know he can run. We know he's he's big, sturdy, kind of the things that, me, that maybe Bryce Young is not. We just got to see more development as a passer. I think they owe it to themselves to figure it out because if you can get him to develop as a passer, you got a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, I and, agree with that. Yeah. And and now, it's not like there's this can't miss stud staring you at the in the face correct. with the now, number one was, overall now, pick. If it was if it was Caleb Williams, I'd be like I'd take Caleb Williams. Like right. I, would, I I would do that. And you can also trade back and get yourself some more draft picks, even for the future. You could be like the Eagles, right? Where you you know you might you might make a year two jump and 
be a wild card team, fight for playoff berth, and then have multiple first round picks the, the following season, right? Yeah. Um, so to me, you trade back, you get yourself more draft picks for the future, you build around Justin Fields, and you owe it to yourself to figure out if he's your guy. If he's not, the next year you trade up for Caleb Williams or or, or Drake May, and and you, well, I mean, no, I think no. Stroud, okay. So CJ Stroud. Georgia, C.J. Stroud was incredible. Awesome. The problem is he didn't play like that for two seasons. <laughs> so, so do you take? So, is Georgia C.J. Stroud the guy, yeah. or is it going to be the, the other twenty-three games he started? Uh, um, yeah. And look who and, he was throwing to. Also, you got a lot of first-round talent exactly. that you're throwing to at wide receiver. And sure. The, la- the last guy like is like is, is like Will Levis. Well, and Anthony Richardson. Like Will Levis, I was talking to. A guy that uh, has been in the business a long time at the at the um, Super Bowl about Will Levis, and he said, just in general, kind of generally speaking about quarterbacks, he goes, "Since when did having a strong arm and being mobile, like since when is that an evaluation for anybody?" He's like, "That's like the prison. That that's like the the base level to play quarterback." He's a strong army's mobile. It's like, what does that even mean? Like, can we, he's like, can we stop saying that? Like, like, where's anticipation? Where is the footwork? Where is reading a defense? Where is the touch on the ball? Like, you can't say X X is an NFL prospect because he has a strong arm and is mobile. He's like, that's the that's the base level to play. What the would position be the equivalent for like an O lineman? What would be like the baseline equivalent for like a left tackle? He knows you how know to get in a stance. He <laughs> get into his stance. <laughs> And he's good like, on his feet, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Like, oh, like, yeah, like, 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 he can get into a functional pass set. <laughs> Congratulations on good. that. Kind of needed. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and Anthony Richardson, I think, is. I mean, the the talent, the, the physical talent is there. The question, obviously, is just there's he's so raw, man. I, right, you, right. You, you, you're gonna have to spend uh, two years. I year, know. Two it, years it, developing it feels him. like. The ceiling is, you know, the highest Josh of anyone Allen in this class. Esque, yeah. you know, and the but, the downside is Jamarcus Russell ish. Like it really is a you, boom bust type. You have to put in the thing about that is you're gonna have to put in the work. Like you're gonna have to. I mean, you're either gonna hit a home run and you're gonna be a genius, right? Or you're gonna your pro, your, your franchise is gonna be behind. You put put it back five years, right? Like that's like yeah. the. And I just don't know if that's. Oh man, that's a that's a tough ask. You know, if you're a franchise that has a quarterback for one season this year, then maybe you you know you draft Richardson, you, you sit him for this year. Like he can't play as a rookie. There's no chance. Um, I think, but he makes some throws. You're like, holy heck, there's incredible throws. The tools are there, man. They yes, really they are. are. He's just raw, just so raw. Yeah. Uh, we got to throw it over to a guy who is not raw but has all the tools. That would be Eddie Garcia <laughs> with us today. What's going on, Eddie? Well, we had the uh, NBA All-Star Game yesterday, and as you might expect, there was not much defense played, to say the least. Uh, Team Giannis beating Team LeBron 184-175. to uh, Kind of a layup line there. Uh, Jason Tatum, though, made the most layups. The Boston Celtics star had 55 points, most points ever scored in an NBA All-Star Game, and he was named the MVP. LeBron James didn't play in the second half. He hurt his finger trying to go up for a block, hit it on the, uh, on the rim. Uh, said, though, that he should be ready to go for the second half of the season. Sat out as a precaution. And Giannis Antetokounmpo, the other captain, played 20 seconds, uh, started the game, then left because he had a wrist injury that he had suffered last Thursday. I'm not even sure why he played in this game, but he's reportedly going to New York today for uh, further testing on their wrist. College basketball, you had number two Houston beating Memphis 72-64. Cougars are 
25 and 2 on the year, best record in Division One men's basketball. Number three, Purdue, convincing win over Iowa State, 82 to 55. 23rd ranked NC State beat North Carolina, 77-69. Auto Racing Daytona 500. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the race, first Daytona 500 win for him. Won it under a yellow flag as there was a wreck on the final lap. It was the longest Daytona 500 in history at 212 laps. Golf. John Rahm wins the Genesis Invitational. He reclaims the number one spot in the World Golf Rankings. He finished 17 under par. That was two shots better than Max Homa. As for Tiger Woods, he finished tied for 45th place, 16 shots off the lead. NHL games to note, you had the Avalanche rallying, scoring three times in the third period. Then they beat the Oilers in overtime, 6-5. Devils down the Jets, 4-2. was the Wild getting by the Predators, 4-3. And the Blackhawks surprised the Maple Leafs. Five to three. This is brought to you by Progressive. They're making things even easier as they will help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Now back to Jeff Schwartz and Brian No, the Tyrac.com, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, that all-star game yesterday in the NBA. I love this, Jeff, from the Nuggets head coach, Mike Malone. He was talking about the quality of the all-star game last night, and he just said, quote, worst basketball game ever played, end quote, is what he thought about it. Look, Brian, but at least no one's feelings were hurt because they picked the reserves first. And so no one, none of these 24 all-stars got their feelings hurt. They weren't, no one was picked last, of course. I mean, no one was picked last of the reserves, of course. So even though it was reverse order, no one was last. And, um, you know, no one was picked last of the starters. So at least at least there was that. My favorite part was that there was a line. There was a line set before the game. Uh-huh. Team LeBron minus three before the teams were even chosen. Right, right. That's right. Yeah. LeBron was 5-0 and oh as the captain before last night. So there, that's like giving home field advantage to LeBron. Just minus three to LeBron. <laughs> you don't even know the team. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Just like minus three, minus three to LeBron. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look. If you watch that game, more power to you. I, I can't say that I did. Um, <laughs> this was a slightly funny moment, Jeff. I don't know if you want to rank it on the Schwartz meter over here on a scale from 1 to 10. So, like you said, they picked the reserves first because they wanted to avoid, like, the the last, last pick type things. They went in reverse order. Re- pick the reserves, then they picked the starters with Giannis and LeBron, the team captains. But uh, this was Giannis sort of like uh, trying to use the speed pass sort of at an amusement park, you know? So he's picking reserves here and makes a mistake. Check this out. So my third pick is going to be one of the most exciting rising star, superstar in the league right now, John Moran. I hate to break it to you, but he's starting. That's a what? You're talking about somebody's draft board being missing. See see what I'm saying? See see what I'm saying? They're trying anything, y'all. Yannis is trying anything, y'all. So, uh, let's go back. There you go. Did, didn't he have? I love how Giannis didn't he? He had a whole like book, right? He had like a whole like, draft guide in his hand. Like he was <laughs> like his ready. notepad. Yeah, he was prepared. He was prepared to go. I like it. Just sneaking in the uh, the yeah. I mean, Giannis playing. I mean, he had a wrist injury. I don't even know why he even decided to suit up for this one. I guess to show out for the the fans of Salt Lake City. Um, I saw like the Joker was like, yeah, this I'm not built for this type of game. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I loved uh, Luka Doncic. Luka got in there and. 
like scored a bucket and he's like, I'm good. That's, that's really all I really need to do. I'm, I'm not trying to go crazy here tonight. And, yeah. I mean, you know, it is, like, it is, you know, it is what it is. Like it, it is. It's, yeah. It's the weekend it was. And I mean, NBA again, like I think our point, we started the show is, you know, we sit here on Monday morning of where we celebrate presidents. I found out by the way, presidents Day, I think it was, was to honor Abe Lincoln. Cause his birthday is like February 12th. We, oh, wow. We, okay. Of yeah. course, Chris Berman to let us know the information about that. Um, but we sit here and like, we would love to watch NBA tonight, right? Like there's no, sure. NBA's just not there until Thursday. It's like, yeah. well, well, good job NBA. With uh, that yeah. one. Um, you know, is, 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 you know, that it, you know, it was some entertainment Saturday night. It was good. But the all-star game is what it is. Like, you know when you put it on, it's going to be a bunch of stars playing, and there's not going to be much defense. Like, yeah. you know what it is. If you, put it on, if you put it on thinking you're getting something else, that's a you problem. I would hate to, uh, <laughs> I would hate to bet the under, and you're just like, play some defense the oh. whole night. Like, that's not the if place you If you bet the be. under, we have to talk. We need to have a, we need to have a discussion about your betting habits. <laughs> We're brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. All right, coming up next. It was good, but it was bad, and at times it was also ugly. We'll explain. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz. In for two pros and a cup of joe. Here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. The best athletes don't just play the game, they change it. When it comes to investing, GameBridge is doing the same. Their online platform does things differently because it's designed to put you in charge of growing your own savings. It's intuitive, it's easy, and best of all, it's on your terms. You make every play, you call every shot, from choosing trusted financial products to deciding how much and how long to invest, GameBridge puts the power in your hands. No wonder they've earned the trust of 40% repeat customers. They give you the tools you need to save and grow your money with reliable returns and take charge of your financial future. It's a better way to invest because it's investing your way. So change the game. Get started today with as little as $1,000 at GameBridge.io. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds, it was shocking. I have to know what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. I'm Brian No, He's Jeff Schwartz here on Fox Sports Radio. In for two pros and a cup of joe. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. So, Jeff, Tiger Woods, he made the cut at the Genesis Invitational, finished up the weekend, uh, finished minus one for the entire tournament, tied for 45th, but it was a a blend, right? It was a mixed bag. It was good. At times it was bad. At other times it was ugly, but he made it through the entire tournament, which is nice. He had five bogeys in the final round, but mixed some birdies in there over the four-day tournament, so... It's just one of these deals where I think we've gotten so much less crotchety when it comes to our expectations of Tiger Woods, and it's refreshing because 
goodness, man. For over a decade, it was just about, he hasn't won a major. What's going on? Why hasn't he done this? What? <laughs> and now we're just happy. If he makes a cut, if he has a nice round, we're like, hey, look at Tiger. It's much more, we loosen the top button, and it's just like happy hour now when it comes yeah. to our expectations with Tiger. But definitely don't. Don't hand your friend a, a, a joke, a gag gift, though, on the, on the opening hole. Then you, then <laughs> no, get, no, don't you get do get that. People no, very no, angry no, at you. Very um, angry. So, uh, look, I think we're happy that he finished a full a full tournament, right? Like, we're just excited to see Tiger back on the prowl. Like, this gets me excited for for Augusta. I'm like, come on, Tiger. Like, we, we, he did a play, played a full. A full four days. He was in contention on Sunday. Obviously, wasn't you know the, the leader? I think finished seventeen under, so it wasn't close to winning. But I think we like seeing Tiger back in content. You know, playing on Sunday, right? Like it's for yeah. look for a lot of us, our golf fandom. I mean, us, my age, right? I'm thirty six, and um, a, a lot of us are golf. I think same with you, Brian. Our golf fandom is basically watching Tiger as a kid, yeah. right? Like that was my golf fandom. I was watching Tiger and Phil, but more Tiger. And watching him dominate golf for years and years and years as a kid. I was not a golf fan. I was a Tiger fan. And when Tiger plays, it, I watch Tiger play because I'm a Tiger fan. Mm-hmm. And when he's good, bad, I'm going to watch Tiger play because he can do things on the golf course that others still cannot do. And so when he's playing well, it's fun to watch because you you kind of have that, that childhood attachment, that feeling from when you watched him play when you were a child. And so there's just something different about watching Tiger play. And, you know, I think people are rooting for him now because of, you know, his leg injury and, and the comeback he's trying to make from that. Now, he probably will never win again. Maybe he'll, he'll pop yeah. up and he'll win a, a tournament here or there. But getting through four rounds with his leg is impressive. He wasn't able to do that much last season. And now we'll see if he's able to compete the rest of the year, but it was nice to have him back in the tournament. Um, and it's good for the golf because oh, it's tremendous. for a lot of us, you know, again, we watch golf. We watched golf because of Tiger. And a lot of eyeballs were to the tournament this week to see Tiger. We ended up watching some really good golf and some golfers have some good rounds because of Tiger kind of was the reason we got to the TV. Yeah, there you go. That's a good point right there. And it is kind of crazy where you saw Tiger limping around a lot more yesterday on Sunday, the final round. And he talked about that. Here's one of the thoughts that Tiger shared after the tournament. The reality of it is I I really really won't be able to play much. I can do carts at home. I can can do that. I can hit balls, chip and putt. But as I said, it's time and attention. And go ahead and get in your 8 to 10 miles of walking in. And, and the concentration that it, that it takes. That's kind of crazy to me, Jeff, is I think you get used to other sports and you just don't have an equivalent, really. You know, like if you think about football, you couldn't say, oh, you know, I can still, uh, I can still whatever. I can still, uh, if I'm a linebacker, I can still, you know, make hits. I can make tackles, but it's just the walking part that is bothering me. You know what I mean? Like, so it doesn't really someone, translate, but it's true in golf. So, I this is a really bad comparison because I'm I'm not Tiger Woods, but I have I've had three surgeries on my left ankle. All right, it broke my fracture just came my ankle when I was playing. I had a second surgery to remove a, a couple screws that broke in there, and then I had a third surgery to remove a plate. And then remove um, uh, extra tendon I had in my ankle. It was giving me some problems. All within a year. 
And so that's the, you know, I'm a right-handed golfer and I don't golf often 15 times, 20 times a year, but like, dude, after 18 and I, and I drive oh, a cart, yeah. my ankle is destroyed, uh, like destroyed. Yeah, I believe. And, it. and again, like that's just me. Like I'm like, and I work out like I'm going to, after this, I'm going to go to the gym. Like I, like I stay in good physical shape. I couldn't imagine having Tiger's leg injury oh, man. and walking eight miles yeah. and then trying to that torque on the leg when the yeah. way, you know, the way I'm not, I'm not driving the ball with 117 miles an hour. It's like 87 miles an hour, right? Like I'm like, I, it, it, so there's a lot of wear and tear that he has on that leg through four rounds. I'm not surprised he was in a lot of pain. But you know that he he can technically qualify to ride a cart on on on. I, that's the my he thing just won't is do it out of pride, obviously. Right, well, that's I, I get it, man. I totally get that. It's just uh, for golf. It's like if you could have Tiger extend his career, like he can ride a cart, man. He just won't do it. He just it's he a won't. pride thing, I think. I yeah, hey man, I get it. And his goal is to compete in all four majors. So hopefully that happens. It'd be great for golf if that's the case. All right, we got to get to this coming up next. It's good for them, but is it good for the league? Brian Noah and Jeff Schwartz with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Keep it locked. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved only for a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everyone feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card limitations apply.